Hey guys, the show is about ready to start, but really quick, I wanted to grab your attention, tell you to have a pencil and paper ready. I have some very important information you're going to want to stick around for after the show regarding updated contact information, websites, and more. Everything's changed. Holy cow. What do I mean? Everything's ready to start. I gotta run. Stick around after the show and I'll get you filled in. Welcome to this podcast. Get ready. Here we go. GOST Radio proudly presents Random Illusions, the podcast where the occult community goes for its listening pleasure. I'm your host, Shasta Ray. Grab a cup of coffee, grab a cup of tea, or grab a glass of wine at the end of a long day if that's what you want to do. Kick back, settle in, and hang out with me for just a little bit while we chat it up about magic. Hello, all of you happy campers out there in podcast land. Welcome to episode 25, a milestone episode number. Actually, we are above 25 episodes, but we had some that weren't really episodes, so to speak. So this is number 25 of our official episodes. So yay for all of us. Also in our statistical news, we have well exceeded 2,500 downloads now. That's a big milestone for any podcast. We have also been listened to in a total of 57 countries now, which represents 510 cities around the globe. That is phenomenal. So yay for all of you, and thank you for making my life awesome and putting a smile on my face every week. I have so much fun. And it's way easier when you know that people are actually listening in. So thank you so much. You do put a smile on my face and you do make a difference just by tuning in every week. Also in podcast news, I should probably just say money magic still going on. Yesterday, I think I found 13 cents walking the dogs. Today was about four or five cents, I think, which is kind of weird because I go a lot of the same places repeatedly. So I still find stuff in places where I walk regularly. I change my route almost every day, but I have a number of of routes that I take. That, That keeps the dogs from getting bored. It keeps me from getting bored. It changes things up. It's really nice. But still, it's pretty crazy to think that I'm finding all of this change on paths that I regularly take repeatedly. Over the past three and a half years that I have been in the area that I'm in, and I'm still finding this kind of change daily on walks. So that's pretty cool for Money Magic. Also in Money Magic news, I had a a good number of awesome discounts. I mean, stuff that I'm going to buy regularly. You you know, this is stuff that I'm going to buy anyway that I've been looking for. I mentioned art supplies on my last one that I got a heck of a good deal on. Today, I got not only a sale price on some crystals, but another 25% off of those. That was through crystalgemstoneshop.com. Love them. They have a point program so that you can accumulate points and then spend those points later on more crystals, of course. And yeah, it's just been kind of rocking and rolling with discounts mostly. I do find that change on the ground, but mostly I get discounts and tremendous savings above and beyond what I would normally be paying. 
I bought something kind of off the wall today for the dogs. I'm trying a new dog food company that delivers dog food. And I spoke to a customer service rep. Normally, they give you a 20% discount for trying their service. She gave me 50% off of this dog food. So we'll see if the dogs like it. But that was a heck of an awesome discount. So yeah, money magic still rolling in, still very effective. And I'm still doing that every week. So I do hope that all of you have been seeing a little bit of that magic coming your way. Just look for, you know, discounts, rebates lowered interest rates, stuff that you would get normally at a reduced cost, clearance price, gifts, money found on the floor, money found on the ground, lottery ticket wins, scratch ticket wins, any of that. You see any of that flowing into your life? Just give a big old thank you to the universe. Lots and lots of fun with that money magic. It's always fun to get those little surprises. We're going to do something just a little bit different. I wanted to try something different. I kind of go over the same stuff a lot, do a lot of repeat. I've been seeing a lot in my groups off and on recently about people thinking they've been hexed, thinking they've been cursed, wanting some protection magic, that sort of stuff. So I am going to read from an article I found and then give a couple two cents worth on my own that I thought was really fun. And I hope it's okay I use this. I got this information from, uh, I hope I pronounce this right, TessWhitehurst.com. Looks like she has a magic website and um, it was publicly posted, so I hope it's okay. But it was really awesome. So if you go to TessWhitehurst.com, and I'll put that in the show notes, she's got some really awesome little articles, and it looks like she's probably written a couple books. I did not explore her whole site. It looks like it might be a podcast, question mark. I need to go back and look at it. I bookmarked it, but I was really excited about this one. And then next week, we're going to do part two to this. So this is five awesome ways to break a hex or curse on your own without any help. Okay, you got this. You can do this. Before I get into this article, I am going to mention that pretty much every magic book I have, and I can't think of too many that this really doesn't apply to. There's some very specific magic books out there that may not have that, but almost every magic book you have is going to have some sort of protection magic in it, how-tos, what to do, this and that. So you're going to find that in almost every magic book. There are magic books written specifically for protections. I am not saying to discount any of them, but there is just so much magic out there for different forms of protection. I encourage everyone to try everything you can. You can never have too much in the way of shielding from negative energies. They're out there, okay? Just going to happen. It's part of life. It's part of being a human being on this earthly plane. People, you know, I have said it before, I've said it in groups, I've said it to friends, I've said it on this podcast. You have magical tools that you carry with you all the time. One is your voice, one is your intention, and one is your thoughts. These are are very, very, very powerful tools, okay? And you can be kind of maybe in a low energy day or not on your guard or your mind is somewhere else, something else has kind of weakened your psyche that day. And you can have someone that's in a cranky mood. Maybe they don't like you. Maybe they're having a bad day and they're just wanting to be mean. If you've got someone throwing hateful thoughts at you, you don't even have to know they're doing it. Words, thoughts, anything. Maybe they're talking gossip and smack and making fun of you behind your back. That 
can be a curse. That can be bad energy directed at you that can throw a monkey wrench in your day or worse. Okay, it can manifest different ways. And it just depends. It's not going to be every time that's addressed in this article I thought was pretty good. But really, you're going to be bombarded with various forms of negative energy on a regular basis. When I mentioned in one of my past episodes on magical, you know, what can sink you and what's going to help your magic, that sort of thing, I mentioned don't talk about your magic till it's done. One very, very, very common type of curse, if you will, negative magic, if you will, when you start talking about what you're planning to do magically, what you're currently working on, people can just think doubt. They could just be sitting there listening to you going, oh, yeah, that's really interesting. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I I would do that too. But in their head, they could be thinking that is just a crock. That person's not going to do that won't work. If they're projecting thoughts like that when you're talking, that's like them projecting their magic into your magic and throwing a monkey wrench in it, okay? So thoughts can be very, very, very powerful. Your vocal cords, your voice is a very, very powerful tool because not only are you sending vibrations of sound into the universe, it has thought and intention attached to that noise, that sound, that words and verbiage that comes out of you. That's a whole magical system in and of itself. So yeah, we are bombarded with all kinds of negativity. And that doesn't even get into someone actually throwing a hex at you deliberately. And that happens too. That's just the reality of life. People do hex people. They can get in a cranky mood and throw something at you and it's totally unfair and it will happen. I've seen it. I see it online. I see people wanting to hex people for no good reason. Not often, thank goodness. Most people are pretty responsible, but they are out there. So if you're worried about it, you feel like maybe some bad energy is getting into your life or whatever, some of these things can help offset that. And uh, we're going to do a couple different uh, episodes about this. So try to make it fun. The question in this article is, are hexes and curses real? The short answer is yes. And the long answer is Hexes and curses are kind of like an energetic cold or flu bug of sorts. They are vibrational patterns that affect one's energy field in an undesirable and challenging way, and they can bring about undesirable results. What's the difference? A hex is a specific spell cast on others with malevolent intent. So that's when someone is going to do a ritual against you. They're going to do something specifically to punish you or make your life difficult or unpleasant in some way deliberately. A curse is kind of similar. It's similar energy, but generally it's more set in motion when someone thinks or speaks it or says something negative against another person. Curses can be a generational curse. That can be your family curses. They can be personal. So, you know, they can come from your ancestors or a parent. They can be unique to you. Seems like they're just, they're a little bit less, but they can still impact you extraordinarily hard. Less formal, I should say. But this article says, but, you know, just kind of like, you're not going to catch a cold or the flu every time you're around someone that has a virus like that. Spells and hexes and curses aren't automatically going to affect you. Hexes probably will more than curses, but really... Sometimes you're more susceptible because your energy levels are funky or things are on your mind, your guard is down, all sorts of things. Other things are hitting you in different areas of your life. 
There's different reasons why we can be susceptible, and we may never understand all of those reasons, but sometimes energy is just energy, and it's funky, and it it hits us, you know? So what do you do if you suspect you've been hexed or cursed? Are you going to freak out? Are you going to lose your mind? Are you going to get depressed? No, don't do that. Just keep a cool head. Think logically. Don't let it get to you, and don't let it get to your imagination and psyche. A lot of times... If you suspect something and you let those thoughts in your head, you're going to perpetuate that. So what may not be very severe, you could perpetuate and really add to that energy in a negative way. So don't panic. Don't freak out. Don't think you're doomed. Don't let it get to you. Don't let it get to your psyche in a negative way. None of that. Here's five interesting things that have been proven. And I have heard of a a few of these. So that's why I kind of picked this article. The first one is called the lemon cure. And it is, you use lemons. See if I can read this. Okay. So it starts on the morning of a full moon between sunrise and one hour up to one hour after sunrise. So you have a small window of opportunity with this. So sunrise to one hour past sunrise, morning of a full moon, you're going to cut a lemon in half, sprinkle the top of each half with sea salt. Now, my personal preference is to use like a pink Himalayan sea salt or a gray sea salt. The reason being is they have not been altered by chemical means. White table salt, even if it says sea salt, if it's white, it's been bleached and it's had a lot of its natural elements zapped out of it. So get pink Himalayan sea salt, very cheap, especially if you've got like a Sam's Club membership or a Costco membership, you can get a great big container of it for almost nothing. Sprinkle the top of each half of the cut lemon with sea salt. And then you're going to sweep your aura with one half and then the other half. And the way the author describes it is sort of like you're using a lint brush about 6 to 12 inches away from your skin. So just kind of go all over the space really close to you, all over your body without actually touching your body with one half of the lemon and then the other half of the lemon. Place both halves face up on your altar. The next morning, again in the same time frame, so between sunrise and an hour after sunrise, you're going to discard the previous day's half lemons. You can throw them in the trash or your compost bin, whatever. Just toss them. They're no good anymore. Repeat the entire process with a new lemon. You're going to do that 12 days straight, and that will break any curse or any hex. Number two, the saltwater cure. Here again, I suggest you use... Himalayan sea salt or a gray sea salt, something that's a real sea salt, not something with a label that's stark white that's been bleached. Don't use that. For this one, especially if you feel drawn to a salt water cure, you're going to draw up a nice warm or hot bath. You're going to add a cup of Epsom salt, one cup of the sea salt, and a quarter cup of baking soda. You're going to dissolve all this into the bath by stirring the water in a counterclockwise direction. So to the left, go counterclockwise. Before you enter the water, hold your hands in a prayer pose and say the following. Divine Spirit, thank you for filling this water with vibrations of healing, purification, and love. Then you are going to visualize the water as being filled with and surrounded by blindingly bright white light. Get in the bath and soak for a minimum of 40 minutes and allow yourself to feel and sense that the hex or curse is being broken and being neutralized and dissolved 
as you soak in that water. Make sure you stay hydrated when you soak in a salty solution like that. It can dehydrate you, so make sure you have some water handy to drink. And that's all you got to do. You're done. Um, Number three, the angel cure. This is an interesting one. You can enlist angels to break your hex or curse. First, obtain some celestite crystal. I like celestite. It's not really expensive and it's kind of like clustery and kind of a very light bluish color typically, not always, but it's very similar to like a quartz crystal, but the crystal formations are pretty small and it's clustery. So get your celestite, cleanse it in bright sunlight for five to 10 minutes. Just take it outside, let it absorb some sunlight for about 10 minutes. Hold it in both hands near your heart and center your mind. You're going to call on the archangel. Most people pronounce it Michael. It's actually pronounced Mikael. And you're going to say, Archangel Mikael, I call on you. Thank you for powerfully clearing and purifying me of any and all stuck or challenging energies. Then you're going to call... Archangel Haniel, I call on you. Thank you for attuning me to the frequencies of purity, harmony, and peace. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Blessed be, and so it is. Then you're going to keep that celestite crystal with you for one full moon cycle to help dissipate the curse or hex completely. Purify it in sunlight every few days. All right, that's a good one, but you're going to have to carry a crystal around with you. So keep that in mind. If you can't really easily do that, you're going to be forgetting it all the time. You're not going to keep it on your person. It may not be quite as practical, but keep it with you uh, when you sleep too. put it right by your bedside. Keep that thing with you. Method number four, the selenite and white sage cure. So this one, you need some selenite crystals, which are very inexpensive. They're very easy to find. They're very abundant. And you're going to need some white sage, so like a white sage smudge stick. These are both very powerful detoxifiers, and they can clear energetic patterns and vibrational debris. It says here that they can clear all this, whether it's related to personal or generational curses or hexes. So get yourself a selenite wand. I have a a few selenite wands, actually, and I think the biggest one I have cost me way less than $20, maybe $12, and it's big. It's really long. It's about 18 inches long. So you're going to take a selenite wand, and you're going to sweep your energy field downward and outward about 6 to 12 inches away from your skin, much like in the lemon cure that I mentioned. And you're just going to kind of sweep your energy all over your body, all over your aura. Then you're going to light the sage bundle so that it's smoking like incense. Thoroughly bathe your entire aura in the smoke. Again, you're going to keep that 6 to 12 inches away from your skin. And you're going to be working with an open flame or a burning ember. So be very, very careful. Make sure you're safe. Don't hurt yourself. Don't get burned or anything. But selenite is one of those crystals that you never have to charge. It is self-cleansing and it is self-charging and you can use it to cleanse other rocks and crystals with. So this is excellent. And then sage is very well known for detoxifying bad energy. So this is another one you can do. And that's very quick. It's done in no time. It's It just says that you only need to do it once. Make sure that you extinguish that sage smudge stick safely and that it's completely out before you put it away. And method number five is called the rose overdose cure. This one's interesting. It says, and I didn't know this one. Roses can help break your hex or curse because they have among the highest and purest vibrations of any living thing. So for the rose overdose cure, you're going to draw a warm bath. Again, 
you're going to add a quarter cup of rose water and the petals from 12 white roses. Soak for at least 40 minutes again. After you dry off, put four drops of rose flower essence under your tongue. And it says here, please note that flower essence is very different than essential oil. It's not the same. Flower essences are safe to take internally, so I'm not sure where you can get that. You might have to do a little bit of Google search. If I can find something, I'll mention it next week. Put another four drops of this rose flower essence under your tongue just before bed, and every day for the next 28 days, you're going to do two drops under your tongue every morning and just before you go to sleep. So that one has some, you know, homework involved also, but all five of these are supposed to be very, very effective. And then it goes on in this article to say that you can take five equally cut squares of paper if you don't know which one to choose. Put a little symbol of each ritual on each square of paper. So on one of them, for the lemon curse, you're going to draw a little picture of a lemon. You don't have to be perfect in this as long as you know what it is. You can draw the waves of water to represent that saltwater cure. Angel wings for the angel cure. Maybe the second to last one would be uh, like a little picture of a wand or a picture of a leaf to represent sage. And then, of course, a picture of a flower to represent rose or a picture of a rose if you can draw one. You can put those in a little hat or container and draw one. Ask for some divine guidance before you draw. Say which of these methods is most suited to my needs right now. That can help. You can also flip a penny to see if you should do an additional cure. If you think that you've really got something going on, there's no harm in doing more than one of these. It does say you don't need to do all of them. No more than three. More than three is overkill. And it says if you happen to choose the combination of the lemon, rose, and angel, do them all at the same time. Do not wait, uh, like space them out. Just do them in tandem with each other because they're a little bit longer. If you choose the salt water and then the rose, do the salt water bath first, wait 24 hours, and do the rose bath second. And then it mentions that the selenite and white sage cure can be performed before and on the same day as any other cure. So that kind of gives you some information on that. And of course, you can look this article up and print it out if you like and have all this information for yourself. Last but not least, the author reiterates, don't panic on this. You've got it in yourself to cure any hex or any curse that is thrust on you. And I fully believe this myself. I think that really what happens, and I've seen it, I've seen it over and over and over with people. I've heard it online. I've had people tell me about this. You get this idea in your head that you've had a curse placed on you, and then you just kind of succumb to it. You just, oh my gosh, I can't get rid of this bad luck. I can't get rid of this. Oh, this keeps happening. Oh, well, you add to it. Part of the effectiveness of any hex is getting into someone's head and letting their own imagination amplify it. So you have to stay calm. You have to stay confident. You have to believe in yourself. Maybe some self-work is in order with this for your confidence levels. I don't know. But seriously, any hex or curse can be overcome. And again, if you've got any kind of magic book, 
Go through them. See what those magic books have to offer about breaking curses or protecting you from hexes and that sort of thing. Maybe some of these things don't resonate with you or don't work for your life. Maybe you have a shower and you don't have a bathtub, so you can't do the bath ones. Okay, well, you can do the selenite and the smoke. Maybe you have asthma. You can't do the smoke. You could do the crystal with the angels. You could do the lemon. These are very, very easy and they cost almost nothing or very, very little. So if you honestly believe that you've got a curse or hex going on, you're doing other magic, maybe your magic isn't really producing that great of results, that could be a blockage. These cures can help with that if it's an energy blockage and it's something in the way of a hex or someone blocking your energy that way. Give it a try. What's it going to hurt? You could clear out some really negative nasties you don't want, right? So give it some thought. Give it a try. Check out this lady's article. I really was impressed with her website. So I did not contact her. So she finds out that I promoted her on my podcast. I hope that she's okay with that. Again, her name was Tess Whitehurst and the website is TessWhitehurst.com. And for part two, we are going to come back next week and we're going to discuss five powerful protection charms. And then I'm going to give you a couple of my own also. So you're going to have more than five. So we'll catch you next week on that. And uh, to me, this is really fun. It just makes makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself and I'm building up an invisible wall that nobody can pierce and nobody can get through and nobody's going to touch me or my magic or my dogs or my home. And that's what it should make you feel like. Feel like you're doing something for yourself, beneficial for your own good, to improve your life, to improve your mood and to improve your magic and remove all of that stuff that can hold you back that you can't see, right? So have fun with it. Don't panic. Don't let it get to you. Have confidence and get her done. You got it in you and I know you do. So that's really all I got for you this week. Next week, here again, we're going to go over some charms for protection. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Keep a bounce in your step. Keep practicing your magic. Do a little protection ritual. Have fun with it. Keep a positive attitude. And I'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for sticking around after the show. Oh my gosh, so many changes and so many things to tell all of you about. We are officially in rerun mode. What does that mean for you? Well, hey, if you listen on your favorite podcast app, nothing is going to change. You will always be able to go back and listen to your favorite episodes and guest spots anytime you want, just as you always have. Again, nothing will change for those of you that use your favorite podcast app. Next, the website will change a little bit. It will change to www.podpage.com slash random dash illusions, or you can listen directly off the host site, www.randomillusions.buzzsprout.com. Links are now in every episode show notes. Check it out. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio. Twitter.com slash GOST radio. If you love YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to the Random Illusions Podcast YouTube channel, the GOST radio YouTube channel, and TikTok. 
Don't forget to follow us there. Links are down in the show notes. Exclusively for the listener base of Random Illusions, Tim and I are going to continue our coffee.com divinations. Just let us know if you want a rune reading by Tim or a tarot reading by Shasta and what your question is. Give us about two business days and we will respond with a thorough answer to your question, giving you some insight and maybe a little inspiration as well. If you would like to follow Tim and I as we jump into our new leadership roles and all of the new projects we are presenting and working on, don't forget to hit us up. Facebook, privately, Tim Cheesebrow, Shasta Michaels, Random Illusions, or just shoot us an email at magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, at randomillusions.com. And we will send you links as to where you can keep tabs on all of our future endeavors and adventures. And hey, you may want to get involved yourself. You never know. All right. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. We will be announcing when we will be back. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.